Hey, listeners, support for The Instance today comes from Kind, makers of healthy and delicious snacks. To try 10 Kind bars for free, you just pay shipping. Go to kindsnacks.com slash instance. That's kindsnacks.com slash instance for full details. And by Doghouse Systems at doghousesystems.com. They've still got this code, FROGPANTS, that you can use to get various discounts. Sometimes it's extra RAM. Sometimes it's a hard drive. Sometimes it's just a good deal. Either way, your next computer gaming rig should come from Doghouse Systems at doghousesystems.com. It's where mine came from, and yours could too. That's doghousesystems.com and the discount code FROGPANTS. Listening to the instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the instance. This is the instance episode 497. I'm Scott Johnson with uh, Patrick Beja from. Are you back in France? Are you still in uh, uh, Finland? I'm in Finland at the moment. All right. Yeah, enjoying the the, uh, craptastic summer. Yeah, it, it's cold, right? I'm getting used to it. Is it bad? It's it's kind of cold. It's kind of rainy. Sometimes it's sunny, and I know that I've become uh, somewhat Finnish because whenever there's a couple of rays of sun, I go out and go like a sunflower. You know, I, I look at the sun and my head turns wow. as it does, uh, trying to soak in every single little bit of uh, sunlight. Do you so, oh, do you open? Yeah, up, I'm adapting. You, you open up and aim yourself at the. Uh... This all sounds bad. Let's, let's, I don't think we can say this on a family <laughs> podcast, Scott, but I believe let's he imply exposes himself to the rays. Let's imply. Yeah, yeah. exposes you know? himself to yeah. the rays, exactly. Ray is need to not get happy. as much vitamin D in him as possible. Yeah. Exactly. So he bends for the long, over, parts for the long his nights. Yeah, that's and, right. For the long, uh, praise for the for long the night that follows, because uh, in, in a couple of months, we're going to get back on the slope to the eternal darkness that is Finland in winter. That's true. I thought you were talking about the, the then this season of Game of Thrones is over. We've got to wait a whole year till the next one. I was like, yeah, I know. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. I, uh, Patrick, I give it two years before you look in the mirror and you can see your heart beating. And that's how finished you'll be at that point because you guys are all transparent there. Uh, Terpster also here, of course, and fresh off a trip to Irvine, California. Uh, mm. How did it go? I know you probably saw a lot amazing. of things you can't tell us about, but did you see anything you can tell so us about? So many things. I saw lots of things. Obviously, at the same time, in the same breath, I saw nothing. Uh, and I'd like to confirm I know nothing. Okay. Um, so I, I was out there um, to do some stuff with Blizzard um, for, uh, I'm pretty sure I can say, but I probably can't. So um, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not, let's not. Yeah. I don't want to get you in it's trouble. But what yeah, the, so, exactly. But so what's, so what's, there's some stuff that's coming out yeah. from Blizzard soon yeah. um, that isn't anything too exciting. So don't get too excited, but be excited, yeah. uh, but manage your expectations um, <laughs> in the, um, if you remember, last year I did some videos uh, with Blizzard at Gamescom. Gamescom's coming up again, and maybe per chance uh, I'm doing videos again with Blizzard at Gamescom. Yeah, I think so. I, so I what, think what you're yeah. what you're saying is that the exciting thing that's coming out of Blizzard is a funny video that you shot at Irvine. Excellent. Thank you for. Yeah, thank you for I that. I think so. But the thing is, equally. It might not be that funny, so don't judge me. It gets signed off. Uh, you know, it's a blizzard. It's a blizzard thing. Yeah. And I always say to them, like, you know, are you sure? Because you know, if it's me, like, you could just get someone who's like good at presenting and very attractive, or you can get me and I'll do something a bit silly and funny. 
Uh, and they're like, yeah, 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 we want silly and funny. Yes. And then there's always that risk of like, you know, obviously where the line is. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes I can say things that not necessarily a Fortune 500 uh, company can say. Uh, and that's the weird thing. But oh, my Lord, what a lovely, lovely place yeah. and lovely people. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a single asshole amongst them. <laughs> um, I'm sure they all possess them. Um, but um, my Lord, some of the some of the nicest people. And I was just I was. I was blown away by that. Um, lots of hard work going on. Yeah. Um, I was. I was. Yeah. I, so, firstly, they got a Starbucks on campus. Yeah. That's amazing to have your own Starbucks, and it's a it's a full on Starbucks. Like, is that, it's is not that like, the is that the one where they misspelled Jeff Kaplan's name? Is that the Jeff, and, Jeff Kaplan's name got misspelled there? Is yeah. that the one? Okay. Um, I I don't know how far Jeff commutes. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I, I I would say likely. Um, but hopefully as like a joke, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, full on Starbucks. It's not like a hotel, you know, when they're like, yeah, we share Starbucks coffee. That's instant that we've put in a thing that we've never cleaned. And here you go. It was, it was stuff. Um, and, um, on the, so there's the road that's been renamed and this is, I don't know if this has been talked about in the show before. I feel this is super exclusive info. Um, Blizzard's office, the road now is called Blizzard Way. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, like the actual city of the Irvine renamed? Not the renamed city. city. Wow. Which, by the way, uh, people might not know, but uh, I've heard that Irvine is a private town or township or something. Like, it's actually a private... company. Yeah. Yeah. So do all the schools and all of that stuff. And I guess, again, I mean, how much more American can you get than a company owns the town? Yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, so, um, so yeah, they, there's there's loads more buildings than just the HQ building. And that's always been the case in terms of like QA and all of that have been kind of off site. Um, well, I think when but, I when I first uh, joined, so back in 2009 or my first visit for a long time, it was, I think, three buildings, something like that. So the main one and then a couple of uh, wings uh, on the side, but on the same site yeah yeah and my understanding is that now they have like <laughs> buildings on the other side of the road and like it's it's a they're and, becoming and a part further, of the town further, exactly yeah i think that's the thing it's um it's it's always that funny thing and it, like so you know if you travel along blizzard way um take a left uh no no it's all on blizzard way sadly um but it's that weird thing of like when you see the orc statue up up close and it's that um it, it doesn't feel that big like it's the sort of thing you always imagine it to be much bigger than it is and it's big like it's much bigger than i am so it's not like me saying hey tiny orc um so it's, it's supposed that... to be life-size quote-unquote right yeah, like it, the orc is roughly it, the size that the orc would be it i probably is um mm. however because now blizzard is so much bigger in terms of the campus i kind of feel like it should be several stories <laughs> high um you know like each time they get you know like oh we've grown we've got more devs we're doing more stuff the york should get bigger uh, and maybe not even proportionally maybe just like they put a huge arm on him yeah. and they're like that's overwatch overwatch done really well so now the york's got a huge arm nice. you know and then it's like okay well now let's do this next thing so my phone's making noise. Yeah. um you know well the, the the us of a has the statue of liberty yeah. i feel like the orc could be the symbol of all things blizzard yeah. and there's you know the the motto the company uh, values around the orc uh, which are very uh, heavy with Easy. 
significance. But maybe what it means is that the French need to uh, make it and giant and and give it to yeah. get Blizzard. On, get on that. that would be good. I think you know again. So you've got a project now, Patrick, and you're not in France, but you are French, um, and that will do. Um, but yeah, lovely, lovely place. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous uh, HQ. Uh, lovely people. Um, I got to, um, you know, basically, if you have a camera with you and you kind of look like you're meant to be there, no one asks any questions. So <laughs> uh, I was, you know, I, I could like walk up like they had the the garage, uh, you know, the big angry garage in the uh, reception area. Yeah. There's a velvet rope that I just walked past just like, well. I'm I'm on camera, so <laughs> I should probably be on this side of the rope. Um, and so I got to get really close to Garrosh and stuff, and he looked fantastic. Yeah. So like, so beautiful. yesterday or was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. They had the Activision Blizzard um, earnings call, oh, and okay. on yeah, and, and on yeah. yeah, and on that, all kinds of crazy hints dropped by uh, Mike Morheim, uh, co-founder of the company. Who basically didn't get any any big specifics, but talked about how some of their best designers are on brand new projects that haven't been announced, and uh, gave a zero timeline for any of this. But it seemed to all be tied to the Adham thing and 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 all of that. Did you see? So I think I think I can say this um, in that um, in my time there, which was only a short few days, um, but I never once saw Mike Morheim or Frank Pierce, mm. but I saw Alan Handheim. Um, about a million times, everywhere. Like that man is 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 everywhere. Um, so I mean, I'm sure he doesn't need the 360 feedback, but I'm gonna say definitely looks busy. I'm gonna guess he is busy. He's working hard. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was that was really cool. But um, because I am security clearance level zero, um, I don't know anything about any new projects or anything cool or secret like that. Um. So yeah. yeah, but wow! I mean, you know, just I just I I fell in love with the place just in terms of just being a, a lovely place to work. Did you? I think. That, did you come yeah. away? Did you come away with the impression that? Um, I mean, you can you can feel the expansion though, right? Like you can feel uh, the fact that they've got you know multiple teams, even with the public games now. We've got Overwatch, and we've got Heroes, and we've got you know Hearthstone and everything else. You can feel that that uh expansion do you feel like they're ever going to be in a position where they're going to have to move change build go somewhere else uh, i know they don't See, want I don't to know. I, but... th I think the thing is, is obviously they love where they are yeah. and it must be good because like bonfire from rob pardo and all of um 10 cents money um they've set up shop in irvine as well um i think irvine legitimately is a lovely place to be hmm. um i don't know for for, for me how well i would get on there because it, it doesn't also seem like there's a lot to do necessarily just in irvine proper yeah but obviously in southern california there's a lot of cool places you can go and things to do um i think it's that lovely balance uh, a bit like you know where i'm in the uk bristol um isn't london it's a slightly slower pace of life but it still is connected and it's still got things there so you don't feel as removed or remote but it's cheaper than London and not as busy as London. So I guess kind of Irvine to LA and things yeah. like that, you could have a similar sort of comparison maybe. Yeah. Um, though Irvine is still ridiculously expensive. Um, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I don't think they'd ever retire that campus. Um, but well, everyone lives there. I mean, that's yeah, the, the main exactly. problem. You're not going to have... See, yeah. Yeah. I could see them trying to acquire... Like, so... There's, there's like, there's the, the across the road. There's a load of other buildings, 
Uh, but there's other companies that work in that space yeah. as well in other buildings. I could see yeah, they can if buy they was, everything. Well, exactly. They have like I, if, more if money than God with it's... a load of money that yeah. I would potentially be looking at. You know, could I buy those things? And more so because there is one of the greatest sandwich shops in the world uh, amongst these buildings. Um, so I went there for lunch uh, one day and had uh, one of the most beautiful burgers I've ever had. And it was so casual in that I kind of felt like as I was eating this epiphany life-changing burger, <laughs> you know, that guy who cooked it, that's just one of, you know, 200 burgers he was cooking that hour sort of thing. There was nothing to him. Yeah. Uh, to the people around me consuming those burgers that were there, you know, they get it every day on lunch. They're like, yeah, it's solid sandwich. Good, good sandwich joint. For me, I mean, again, like, I don't want to say, like, it was an amazing trip and I saw some incredible things. I was very excited well, to be there for the rest, but holy moly, that burger <laughs> was definitely top five, maybe top three, maybe, I don't know. It was, a, it was an insanely good burger. So, I would and say if they had a position to buy the rest of those buildings there, it would be on the proviso that burger company stays. Yeah. So the thing is, <laughs> beyond the, the, the burger story, which is, I'm sure, a great motivator for people to not move, the thing is Blizzard, um, as a company, wants to keep their developers all in one place. Um, and that's also a big motivator for them to expand in that Irvine campus. If you look at other developers, other companies... They have studios all over the, the world often, you know, it seems Ubisoft has literally a, a, a developer like a Ubisoft studio in almost every country, break, right? They'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but but Blizzard, um, they have campuses everywhere. They have one in Austin, uh, which is mainly Q, uh, CS, I mean, or maybe some QA, I don't know. Um, I, I, obviously, what, they have the one in Paris, in Versailles. They have uh, offices in um, in in Asia, they have there some everywhere. One in the Hague, mm-hmm. um, so there's going to be one in the Hague. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you but know, they're opening they, loads. They don't have developers. Only right. exactly only in Irvine. Yeah, the, so the, the, the yeah. developers are only in Irvine, and now they have, I mean, six teams that we know, and I'm guessing at least two or three others uh, that are working on those uh, secret projects. That's a lot of different, you know, developers in in the same thing. So they need. Lots of buildings, but, but I don't think do they're ever think, In have. terms of their growth, do you think there comes a point where whilst you're in the same kind of vicinity, you're so big, it wouldn't really be any different if you were in another city? Like in terms I think, of... You know. I, I think it's it's about, I mean, this is speculation, but I think it's about control. Um, they want to make sure that the big decision, I've, as you know, I, I often talk about, Blizzard is a company that care where the... Um, the, the guys in charge of the products make the decisions for the company, right? You have a lot of companies where, uh, you know, you get input from the guys in charge of the product and input from, and, and but in the end, the marketing guys are uh, the ones yeah. that make the final decisions. Right. In at Blizzard, it's the developers that make the final decisions with, of course, input from everyone. And they know about all of the different aspects of the business, but still it's the product creative guys that, make the decision yeah. yeah right and i think they want to keep those like in order to maintain that incredible company culture they want to keep those physically in proximity so so do you think there was ever a problem uh, with blizzard north 
Do you think yeah, that they I do. had a, a negative experience from that? I was, was like, going to suggest mm, that. Need to be. I was actually just going to bring that up. I think the Blizzard North thing was an experiment that they, I won't say they regretted, but they didn't. it didn't work out the way they wanted it to, and that's why they severed it. It resulted in yeah. one of the greatest games of all time. Completely agree. So, like, I, I think, you know, in terms of the output, I don't think you can fault it, but I don't know. At the same time, like, while I was there, I was in the, the little museum thing they have in the lobby, and I was watching the kind of the Overwatch and the history of Overwatch from um, what do they call it? They had like a project name. It's like Prometheus Titan. or something like that. A yeah. Titan. That was it. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Titan was no. That when they started uh, Overwatch, I think it's called Prometheus. Oh right. After uh, so after like, Titan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Overwatch. Oh, you mean after Titan? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And so um, they 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 had all this stuff there, and there's this brilliant thing where they had like an executive play test. So you had kind of like. Jeff Kaplan and a few others kind of kind of nervously <laughs> while you had like Frank Pierce and Mike Morheim and Paul Sams at the time and all these other kind of execs playing the game. And, you know, they're like, hey, you know, they're having a good time. And, you know, like, hey, this one with the rockets is great. Uh, you know, and like, you know, you can see like them being able to dip in on that. Um, I, I think they filmed it. So I don't know if it was, you know, fake and it wasn't the actual f- first play test or whatever it was. Um, but I can see why having things on the doorstep and just being able to drop in and just be like, well, can I see it? Can yeah. we can we just sit down and play it? Can we see what this is like? What's that like? I can see how that would be super valuable um, to to the the higher ups. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think you could package uh, Blizzard and put it in other places and it would still feel like Blizzard. But I don't think the execs and people like that would be obviously in the same vicinity to just drop in and play the games right so right, i think right. i think ultimately that's what it comes down to um but yeah holy moly lovely place lovely experience um we'll see you know i'm still i i don't know what we'll see of what i shot there because um i never i'm yeah i never know quite what they will like from me uh and if not but it's fully their it's their thing sure it's, it, so it's it was lovely to to do some stuff with them and uh if you don't see me uh, at Gamescom, uh, then <laughs> you'll know things went yeah. horribly wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Well, not even horribly wrong. Just they went a different direction. Sure. Uh, so um, <laughs> we, we will see. That's very. But PR I, 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 I at least had a fantastic time. Yeah. Uh, so, Gamescom um, is yeah. what two weeks? When is when? When have we got that? Yeah, yeah two weeks two, away. Yeah. Twenty third to twenty sixth. Yeah. All right. Well, traditionally so, in the last yeah. the last few years, Blizzard has used it as a platform for some cool stuff. So I have high expectations. For what we might see at uh, at Gamescom, and hopefully one of those things is you, if you've made it through oh, the PR cheesecloth. Exactly, you know. exactly. I imagine, like I said, I imagine it will be um, uh, it would be great to do it again. Yeah. So we will see. All Fingers right. Crossed. Well, time time will tell. You tell you what else might uh, be told to you by time. Well, not really, but uh, I want you, dear list, instance listeners, uh, to give something a try. Have you ever tried Kind Bars? You may have seen them at a local grocery store, a coffee shop, or the gym. That's where I see them as my gym. They make delicious, healthy snacks using whole ingredients that you can recognize and pronounce. Those are nice factors. Anyway, if you're uh, ready to try some tasty and healthy snacks, they've got a special deal for you. You can try 10 Kind Bars for free. All you have to do is pay shipping. And when you order the sample box, you also get to try Kind's Snack Club, where you receive monthly snacks at a discount and get members-only bonuses. That seems like a pretty good deal. Shouldn't have to choose between your health and taste when it comes to snacking. That's why both award-winning chefs and nutritionists love and recommend Kind Bars. 
I tried the 10 snack sample box and I loved it. Uh, personally, love the dark chocolate, nuts, and sea salt variety. Mm. And I don't even like dark chocolate normally, but for whatever reason, that totally worked for me. Anyway, to pick up your free sample box, just like I did, go to ki- uh, kindsnacks.com slash instance. That's kindsnacks.com slash instance. Kind is spelled K-I-N-D, by the way. And uh, we thank them for sponsoring the show. It's really good stuff. You guys should check it out. So there's a dev stream. Ian Hazakostas out there with lore talking like they do. Uh, big 7.3 information. At least I felt like it was. Um, it's been a bit of a drought between the last big update and PTR patch and stuff. There just hasn't been a lot of talk about uh, sort of what's going on. But um, I don't know. I thought there was some interesting stuff in here. So they said, and I agree with this, 7.2, while pretty good content patch, didn't make it very clear what you were supposed to do after the intro. I felt that way. Now, part of the problem is I had approached it after a bit of a uh, of a respite. I hadn't played in a while. And so I was like, all right, I'm back in. Let's do this. Let's do this. 7.2, what do you got for me? And they kind of kicked things off, and we saw a cool video and some rad animation. And then I was like, all right, now what? I was still sort of sitting there in Orgrimmar, not sure where to go and what to do. Uh, they said they learned from that, that this experience in 7.3 would be a lot uh, different than that, although he didn't get into too much detail there, but one would expect that to uh, to improve. So here's what we know. Argus will have five chapters and three subzones and a ton of stuff available right away. That's a lot of content in a patch. I can't actually point to a, a point in, in Warcraft's uh, history, World of Warcraft's history, where this much, quote-unquote, real estate was available in a patch uh, right away. Yeah, I mean, away. when we look at, like, Timeless Isle, Isle of Thunder, you know, all of those things, they're a zone. Yeah. Uh, and here we've got uh, three three sub-zones or three, you know, areas and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that uh, is pretty cool. That seems significant cool. to me. That seems like a lot, and I'm glad that that's happening. Um, I don't know. It just feels like, you know, their promise at the beginning of this expansion was way better back-end uh, patch support, uh, learning the lessons that happen in Draenor, you know, giving people more over the long haul and not just all at once up top and then having it peter out. They seem like that that they're following through on that, and that's good. Um, it says you'll be, or Ian says you'll be able to play through the first two chapters on day one and unlock world quests and other world content that day. Uh, Account-wide, though, which is the cool thing about this. Yeah. So most of this unlocks account wide and so for anyone who's had to do suramar more than once uh will you know agree that you don't want to have to do suramar more than once sort of thing you know is is they've they've made it easier and stuff like that but there's a lot of things that you know like with flight you unlock it and then you've unlocked it across your account amazing right. sweet and they're carrying that through uh so for for alts which legion has been the least alt friendly expansion uh it's got a lot easier now, but certainly in the past it was it was super tricky. Um, so I'm glad to see them making these changes. Yeah, no, at uh, launch of of Legion it was terrible. Like running with alts was awful because you kind of had this feeling of, well, now wait a minute. I used to be able to to work on all three of my specs all the time and gear those specs out and then do that with my alts alts and stuff. And then it was like, no, wait a minute. If I'm spending all this time on this one and yeah. all this artifact power is going to my one guy. Well and then- it, it may have been intentional though as well, because I think with Warlords, we were pushed to alt so much because the garrison was so 
powerful to be able to easily repeat that kind of short, powerful bit of content where you've got a load of minerals and resources out of the garrison X number of times and quickly send off a load of followers everywhere and felt like, oh yeah, this is, I'm, I'm almost playing the game as best I can by having lots of vaults. I think that potentially that burnt people out to where a more main character focused expansion made sense. Right. Uh, also, let's see, week two, we unlock chapter three and four, which includes the Macquarie invasion points or Mac, the Macquarie, whatever the hell that is. What is the Macquarie? Sounds like something to eat. Do you, does anyone know? I, I think it is. Yeah, it's mac and cheese. <laughs> it's, uh, Great. So, but it's fell infused. Ugh. Mm, green Ugh. mac and cheese. It's, the, it's a it city, the zone? basically. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Zone? So okay. It's, um, all right. It's it's the most sacred of all cities. Yeah. Uh, or was, um, but it's named after um, uh, uh, Jesse McCree, who <laughs> sure. also McCree's uh, named after in um. Overwatch. Yeah, they're so he's all, a level designer. Yeah, all their doorbells, uh, so, yeah. all their doorbells go. It's about no, it says it's high noon. I almost, I almost didn't take it. High so. noon, but yes. Yeah, so um, yeah, Jesse McCree though is a lead level designer on WoW. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's good. McCree is is based on him, I think. Very nice. Invasion points and new world quests will happen on week two and week three. You get the final chapter, the dungeon, and the Netherlight Crucible. Uh, which we can talk about in a second if we want. There's a lot to do in Argus, says the team, and they want to be clear that you should be focused. Uh, uh, sorry, that clear what you should be focused on rather than having many things competing for your attention right away. So a little more. I don't know if that means it's going to be linear, but they're going to, you know, they're going to handhold you into wh what you need to be doing. Now, I think this is good for players who maybe took a little bit of a break. Uh, like I know, Patrick, you're you're a little on the on the wow break at the moment. Uh, Terpster's all back in full full blown. I'm kind of on the yeah. fence. I really want some catch up stuff because there's a chunk of time where I just got burned out on the process, and I well, didn't like well, grinding it. And I don't seven three. It's for you, brother. Because yeah. holy moly, yeah. Uh, the art. I mean, if you jump back in now, getting up to level forty artifact knowledge isn't too tricky. It does take some time though. Um, once you log in after seven three, everyone who's over 110 will get artifact level for uh, 41 yeah and every single week thereafter it will go up until it caps to 50 and so if you log in 10 weeks in you'll just be at level 50 and that means that any artifact power you get will be i think it's like 55 million percent more <laughs> so to catch up will literally be like two world quests and then you've got <laughs> enough artifact power to max out your artifact even if you haven't played ever uh you know assuming you're 110 yeah. and it's uh, so the the power jump you get from a new character from 109 to 110 uh is just <sighs> insane yeah crazy. but aren't we back to that we're back to that thing i mean i don't know how much airtime i want to give this but we're back to that thing where a whole bunch of people <laughs> spent months and months and months getting where they're at and now we're going to be able to just sort of saunter in log in and hit 40 well i mean this is the thing well, that's that, i mean i think you could even argue within seven three so if you log in day one you're at 41 uh artifact knowledge yeah okay so that's like um four million i think it's like five million or whatever like that um at the end of that 10 week process you're like 11 times or 13 times more effective for every quest you complete but do you want to not play the game for two and a half months? <laughs> you know, I think the, the idea with any of these things is that the game in and of itself is fun. 
um, the achievements of of kind of grinding up your weapon aren't that fun. They're a result of having played the game. But I, I don't want it to be where, like, if if I take a two-week break because the game's so hardcore, I'll never be able to catch up. Yeah. And I'll always be behind. You know, it's nice to be able to be like, you know what? Cool. You know, yeah. enjoy the game. Play it how you want. And then when you come back, you'll be able to you know join your friends still. Which is, cr- which is clearly close. why they're doing that. I mean, obviously, that's why these things exist. And it's probably uh, it's smart for the health of the game. It's smart for players who have missed time and in some cases it's like well a guy had to travel for his job and hasn't been able to play for two months or somebody had a new baby and couldn't you know focus on the game at all it's really nice for them to be able to come back to it and not be three months behind all their friends so and to an extent yeah. uh the issue not quite you know it's not the same within one patch as turfster described but the issue that you're describing is should we bother with the you know, the, the power that people have acquired after months and months of play or, or weeks and weeks of play and just nullify this. And this has always been the issue with item level, right? When when a new patch comes out, there are catch-up mechanics that allow you to get powerful gear that is almost as powerful as the top gear from the previous raid encounters um, easily. And that's okay. I think everyone accepts it. It's presented a slightly different in a slightly different manner with artifact power. There's also the item level, which is treated uh, in the same way. But ultimately, it's the same uh, issue that is being resolved there. So I don't see it as a as a problem. Yeah, I think I, I think I agree with you. I think it's fine. I just know there's some people grumping about it, and they always are, and I don't, you know, I don't like to well, make that remember, news, but... you know, on the internet, just as in WoW, just as in everything, uh, there are always going to be some people that are unhappy about something, mm-hmm. right? And, and there that's always true, has whatever. to be a lich king as yeah. well. Yeah. Those also, those true always have those to be. two <laughs> statements are uh, the the only ones that are uh, absolutely correct and factual, no matter what. I think uh, it was George Washington or... who said it best when mm-hmm. he said, "There are two things that are certain in life: the lich king and assholes." <laughs> uh, so there you go. But yeah. that's the thing, you know. It's not about assholes really i mean the lich king everyone is agreeing uh, on you know we're we're will always be agreeing that there should always be a lich king sure assholes you're kind of diminishing not diminishing but misrepresentation <laughs> misrepresenting the issue everyone <laughs> there's always someone that's disagreeing with a statement no matter what that statement is and i'm sure Sometimes that person is you, Turf, sir, or you, Scott. Well, I, I, think think you're you're I think you're wrong. Maybe. It's never me. I've never disagreed with a thing in my life. Ever. No. Ever. So, but can we all agree that the Lich King should always be an asshole? That's a fair thing to always hope for. Well, I think so. And then, you know, you meet the marketing team behind Hearthstone and they're making him serve soft scoop ice cream. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Can, yeah. I, can I make a quick comment about that? So back in like 2010, uh, before you guys were on the show, here on the instance, Randy and I had coined the phrase ice cream citadel whenever referring to uh, okay. ice, cool. ice crown. And now that they've just full on just taken that, like they just lifted it. You think it. you're the only person who made that connection, <laughs> though? Because I mean, that's the thing. Maybe, maybe you were. Maybe at the same time, 
thousands of others had. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't think what Scott is saying is that they got inspiration from the show. I think he's saying that, you know, it's it's emotional for him to have something abused in that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as it's like being served a frozen cone <laughs> and being like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you, Jail of the Damned. I, I remember back to, you know, like, you know, just Tyrion Fordring holding that helm, and it's like, no, Tyrion, I'm going to do it. And Bolvar, you know, Bolvar's like, no, only I can serve the ice cream. <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't uh, want they, Bolvar they doing it. it. Did, um, uh, a video yeah. uh, for Hearthstone yeah. where he talks through the new um, adventure that's yeah. coming out alongside the expansion. Yeah. Uh, and he says about, you know, when we wrote him funny, it was like, this is just a clown wearing a, a helmet. You know, this isn't the Lich King, you know, but we found out that we could make him kind of nemesing, but he kind of broke the fourth wall and that kind of made it Hearthstone enough while still being the Lich King. Yeah. So like, you know, he, he insults the player's deck and things like that while still being the Lich King. And it's, it's cool. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, they do. The they do a pretty good job of that. Like you know, taking a whiz at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then came back in and it's like, right. Uh, let's have Arthur supply to work at Blizzard. Uh, it's kind of like an office space thing. We'll get Ben Bro to be like, oh, well, Matt. And then, you know, it would be, be good. It would be good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it sounds, um, sounds like a plan. Like, I don't know. I, I, I get frustrated as a fan when I see um, things like that. And I, I don't think those things are driven by uh, internally. I think, I hope that they're external uh, agencies that work with, and I'm sure the team still sign off on everything anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's a little bit like, I hate, um, you know, Mulligans, you know, those, those, um, that terrible series of Hearthstone kind of office, you know, guy, you know, he's at a photocopier. Uther just appears <laughs> terribly. Uh, and it's just, it's just a, it's a horrible thing. I think from a gamer's perspective to be like, well, what the, what the heck is this? Yeah. Um, so as I was saying two minutes ago, uh, there are always people who are assholes and who just like <laughs> something that people have exactly. put a lot of work into. And I, like I said, I think that there's some things that, I mean, you look at when something comes out of that team, like Ben Brode, he did a rap about Arthur's, yeah. um, phenomenal. Yeah. It was Beautiful, really good. It was really good. Passionate, speaks to the core, to the gamers, to the you know he is he he and he's is got of, some flow like he he's he's not he bad plays it down um and then the remixes that other fans have done off the back of that they've taken that track and then they played with it as well that's amazing yeah. and that's exactly what blizzard should do and i get that that's uh, that's the bit that's for me and the bits that i don't like they ain't for me they're for you know the the stay-at-home mums that love playing hearthstone right. and they have just as much right to enjoy the game and its marketing materials as i do sure so i get it but obviously from my selfish perspective i want to see more ben brode rapping i'm like ben calm down on the game directing do some more rapping because <laughs> holy shit that's amazing well this new yeah. one the new rap is a little more produced too chat room i'm going to show you just a taste of this here get a little oh whoops no so we got the we got Arthas in a, a backwards hat. All right. Well, Mitch, my name is Ben Brode. I got a story to tell. Are you ready? Then come on and listen well. Many years ago, there lived a paladin. He was prince of. I mean, they actually edit this thing, which is kind of nice. Well, the thing is, but equally, it's still shot in Ben Brode's stairwell. Yeah. You know that that <laughs> iconic Blizzard. Yeah, you know, it's a small independent developer. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, it feels like even then, like it's edited, but it's not super produced. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously there's been other people who've worked on it, maybe, um, but it doesn't feel like Blizzard's made it. It's on Ben Brode's individual personal YouTube channel. It's not on the Hearthstone YouTube channel. Yeah. You know, it's very much presented as a sort of like, hey, I love this so much that I just wanted to share this. Yeah. And I love that. that I, I love through. everything about that. Yeah. And I worry, like, the worst thing Blizzard could do would be to get involved too much yeah. or explicitly. Maybe they are heavily involved, but they, they hide it well. Um, it, it comes across so authentic and so, like I said, and like I said, the, if you go and find some of the fan remixes, um, there's an incredible, just go, if you go to Dave um, Kosick's, um Twitter feed, he finds all the best ones and retweets them. Uh, and there's there's just some incredible ones there. I'm going to um, follow those. Yeah. That's great. I keep yeah, forgetting he's on that. To. I keep forgetting Dave's on that team now. Keeps, exactly. Well, yeah. and, and he's his he's lead mission designer, I think now. So he's in charge of these narrative game experiences, mm. um, and that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Not only that, but it, a yeah. lot more people are going to see those because they're no longer paywalled. They're no longer a thing you yeah. have to buy. You just play them. Each the time expansion. a new expansion comes out, and what's more, when you play one, you're going to get a, a, a hero card, so you get to have one of the Death Knights. Yeah. Uh, one, that, you know, so that'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm equally because of the new pity mechanic, you know, where you're guaranteed to get a um, a legendary in your first ten packs. Yeah. If you want to get um, a, you know, if you want to get a non Death Knight card, you should probably play the adventure first because then you've got less chance, albeit one less of getting a death knight because mm. you can't get dupes either oh. so uh you know it'd be uh an interesting way some, of seeing how people want to play the thing some very nice refinements coming to that expansion i like it anyway so it's a weird weird segue so it's, it's fine so let's talk about catch-up stuff a little bit more we mentioned it a little bit but in patch 7.3 as soon as you hit level 110 on your character all your relic slots are unlocked right away so that is just you hit 110 boom and that's if you already have a 110, you're already done if you left for a while. Well, no, because currently the thing is you need to complete your class storyline, your your campaign order hall yeah. uh, storyline. And so, for example, I've got a 110 warrior where I need to go and run some, you know, heroic dungeon that I just couldn't be bothered to. And he's stuck there with just two relic slots. Yeah. Doesn't get the third one till he finishes that bit. Mm -hmm. So come the patch, boom, all yeah, of them unlocked. Got them all. I'm super stoked about this because I think I'm... I've got a, a mage in the same boat where I just don't care about that slot as much as, or I, I care more about not doing the dungeon it wants me to do <laughs> than I do getting the slot. So, uh, yeah, this is good. Um, again, it's a catch-up mechanic. Some people are going to him and ha, but whatever. You no longer have to do broken short quest line to allow your artifact to go beyond 34 points. And as as you mentioned earlier, when you hit 110, you have level one, uh, 40, 40 or 41? 41. Okay artifact knowledge and that will increase weekly up to 50 like you mentioned and there will also be catch-up tokens from missions and chests that help you quickly increase the item level of your followers so if you are still sending your followers out for business and you should be uh you'll be able to quickly ramp those guys up as well they did say <clears throat> they are done with artifact appearances no more weapon skins they're done making those 7.3 does not contain any of those if you're bummed about that, I don't know what to tell you, but you've got plenty now to unlock if you haven't. And if you've already got them all, well, then you got them all. So good job. Um, the fact that they're not going to do any more of those leads me to wonder what happens at, <clears throat> at the end of this expansion or at the very beginning of the next with our artifact weapons. And we've talked about it on the show before. Oh, that's the big question. Yeah, yeah. and I'm still I'm curious if anyone's got any 
new theories either based on this information or just mulling around your head patrick do you think at the end of all this are we gonna have to throw those away and start over are <laughs> we, we gonna carry them on but what are we gonna do honestly this doesn't mean anything um it could go either way either they're not doing more artifact appearances because they're thinking we're not going to use them anymore so let's not put too much work into them or they're thinking let's keep the the, the appearances we're working on which are awesome uh, for the next expansion because we want to keep using the uh, the artifacts. So mm. there's we don't really know. That that being said, mm. they're pushing the artifact uh, customization so much that if we keep using them and if they don't, you know, need to be used to destroy whatever Argus we're going to be fighting or something like that, they they are probably going to do a reset of all of this because you I don't think you can keep them and and keep that level of customization forever and add to it or it would be clunky if they kept them in the uh, in the next expansion. Right. So one thing they are doing, um, and I don't know if they covered this in this, but I've seen it on um, uh, Wowhead, is uh, they're developing uh, Argus-inspired weapons for Transmog. So whilst there's not um, alternate artifact appearances, there will be new cosmetic rewards uh, that you can get. So if you're like, oh, I feel a bit, you can transmog your artifact into, you know, a, a crystal mace or a crystal sword or anything that feels particularly Draenei slash Eridar mm. in its sort of look. So um, I think potentially as well, they're just the art teams making those rather than making artifact appearances. Mm. And that's cool mm. because it's broader. You know, more people can benefit from a sword. It doesn't have to be, you know, Ashbringer or blaze of the frozen prince or whatever you know it can be something that it's its own um that multiple people can use so um i think that there's stuff to be said there um i would i would love to know what's happening with artifacts and uh yeah well they've would, gone they've never gone yeah. on record and said one way or the other right like they've always just sort of distanced well, I thought themselves they, from it. i thought they had though i thought at the beginning they said like you know artifacts will be for this expansion and won't carry on through or was that class halls uh, they definitely said they definitely said that you know this that's it. I was fairly sure they said it with artifacts and like that their mm, power would be depleted. I don't remember. That. I, don't remember I don't remember either. But but it does ring a bell. Or maybe, I mean, obviously they they have the option to switch up their thinking depending. Well, on exactly. How regardless of what they said in the past, you know, you know, dance studio, you know, it just depend on you know what what <laughs> they actually. They will never happens. live that down. No, no exactly. No. they shouldn't have told us because it was so cool. Yeah. Everyone wants it. Everyone so. always forgets about um, aerial battles, though. That was like the thing that was yeah, alongside. Well, it was right there. It was <laughs> right was there the with it. It was on the exactly. box. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It was on the box. I was annoyed um, by that. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think that that I love my artifacts and I love what it's done to the game and it gives me that that carrot on a stick of um, grinding up, uh, you know, more levels to get my uh, Legion Fall uh, uh, concordance, whatever it's called, up another rank. Um, but I don't know, you know, it's, it's just a nice thing to have and you always feel like you can make some progress on something. Um, but it's just another bar to fill yeah. up, I guess, ultimately. Part uh, of it, you could the, the chat room is saying that, that you're right, which is painful, uh, <laughs> but that they did say they didn't uh, want to carry the artifacts to the next expansion. They did say that, but I, I'm going to hold that but they already, can change their mind. Already we're looking at, you know, with artifact knowledge uh, getting up to, you know, level 55 or 50 even sorry um that 
you end up with you know billions of artifact knowledge and you know like you need billions and trillions and stuff like that and we're starting to get close to the sort of the mega damage you know where the numbers are getting so big are they becoming meaningless and certainly where would you go from here in the future i think patrick's completely right that you would have to have some form of reset in there if you were keeping it um and like I said previously, I don't think they said they were planning to keep it, but maybe they are. Maybe they'll, you know, maybe we'll get new artifacts or maybe we, uh, you know, they get um, drained by the like void. Like artifact and helms. Like they exactly. just, you, you have another piece of equipment, like your your belt is some yeah. kind of artifact. It's but a for, utility for people belt. Who don't, <laughs> for people who haven't been following um, what's happening in 7.3 for the artifacts, the, the relic slots are going to have talents. Basically, um, you're going to have a, a talent tree for your relic slots and you're going to be able to go and choose how you customize that as well. So it starts, you have the regular traits for the artifacts, you have the concordance of, of Legion Fold that you have to go through as, as well. And those things, it's becoming like, it's okay if you do all of this over the course of an entire expansion. And even then they're kind of nullifying this entire thing by giving you so much artifact power you're just going to fill it up entirely and and start looking at the uh, uh what's it called the crucible of light is it a netherlight crucible yeah the netherlight crucible but uh yeah it, it's it's a lot of stuff to carry over um into another expansion yeah so the, then the so, question yeah. is just well all right what do you i mean they, they clearly have an interest in a in a secondary pro, uh, uh progression tier in the game they've shown that with i think what started with the the garrisons and now this so the idea that the next expansion would roll around and they don't do that in some way is weird. So what? So if it's not these being carried through and evolved and iterated on, then what the hell is it? That's my big question. And I, and that's oh, they're gonna hopefully they design new systems or you know some variation of the artifact, but they're they're gonna have. That's the thing with with the new expansions. You're looking for something different. And this familiar, but also enough variation that it's going to feel fresh. And I wouldn't mind seeing, I mean, I'm sure there are going to be some new systems. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that, honestly, I think the artifact was very successful. I really like it. And I wouldn't mind having something like this or even this for, you know, a different form of this for another expansion. I think it can sustain two uh, expansions in a row before we it starts feeling old, don't you guys think? Yeah, oh, for, I think so. I just don't yeah, know if they I, I think would, so. I would love to. I, I again, I just don't know what you do. Like, if you like, if I keep say Ashbringer, um, does it get you know, does it get sapped of artifact power and they introduce a new thing? Mm. So there's, I can't go back to the old content and farm it inefficiently or anything like that. Maybe you know, maybe I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, it gets old god corruption on it or it gets uh void or uh jaina proudmore shara you know what well, i forget I what we came can, up with before yeah but, we're know. we're playing you know baby game designer here but you could uh remove all of the progression uh give it the some of the uh, abilities that you've uh, acquired during the over the course of the expansion and make another one it's basically it's it's like a character. It's a parallel progression thing. And when you go into a new expansion with your character, some of your spells might be reworked a little bit. But it's basically when you start that new expansion, you have the base, the baseline, which is what your character had at the end of the previous expansion, right? So mm-hmm. 
let's remove all the traits. Let's remove all of the, the those things. You you have an artifact that is a little bit more powerful, and you know you do another thing. Maybe it doesn't manifest itself as as traits, but there is something else in there that is. Or maybe you completely remove the progression on the artifact. You had just have that weapon. That's what you have, and you do something else with it. I don't know, but yeah. um, it doesn't have to be the exact same model as it was for this expansion. Yeah, well, obviously they'd change something even if they kept the core yeah. there. Um, yeah, I, I'm very excited about that. Whatever that is, I'm excited. Uh, Raid Finder stuff I thought was interesting out of this conversation, so I pulled it out of there, is pretty interesting. Uh, basically, the bottom line is there is no longer a desire on the team to make Raid Finder a tourist mode. They want to be done with that idea that, that if you're just like, well, I don't really feel like working on the, any of this. I just want to see the content, uh, which I understand the reason that they did that, but they want to make that less so so keeping all the mechanics and raid finder difficulty but making them weak didn't feel great he says that he also says there were a lot of mechanics that you could just ignore um honestly it made raid finder really boring for me so i didn't i haven't done it a lot lately the team's biggest balance concern is for people that are only doing raid finder difficulty uh, so instead the team moved uh to have fewer mechanics but making them meaningful and challenging and i haven't gone to any length to see if that's true of the current raid finder content or if they're just talking about seven three but they uh they want to make I mean, it closer to miss of pandaria than warlords as an example is what they said so the thing is with raid finder currently um i think if half the team is kind of paying attention you're gonna get through yeah. you, you really need yeah, I would say half the team to be paying some kind of attention and you're fine. Right. Um, it did feel in Mists of Pandaria, I honestly don't even really remember <laughs> the the ones in uh, Draenor. Mm. Although, yeah, the the uh, Throne of Thunder, I kind of remember. Yeah. Um, it was... I, the ones I have fond memories from, the ones in Mists of Pandaria, as a good uh, middle ground. Like, I remember yeah. I had to pay attention, but it was not so... I don't want it to become... So it still needs to be the casual thing, right? And maybe having two mechanics you need to pay attention to instead of five is the way of achieving that. Um, I could get behind that. that I, I think so too. Yeah, but I'll, it's I'll be like, interested to see how they do yeah. like Kill Jaden, uh, mm -hmm. who will be coming out in a couple of weeks, I guess, on, on as the final uh, wing for Raid Finder. In that currently, like you've got to soak, um, you know, you've got to soak damage, uh, and you once you soak it, you can't soak it again, like in. Um, uh, Emerald Nightmare, right? Uh, and having that on Raid Finder would be super tricky if it's like having everyone in the raid have to perform a role, and if they didn't perform said role, it you know you can't do it. Like that's really tough. I don't think they'd go that do. far. They well, that's the thing. But then if you take away that whole mechanic, it becomes, but they're they're not doing you know, it for seven two. They're doing it for the seven three. Um, yeah, no, exactly. Encounters. That's why exactly yeah. it'd just be interesting to see. Uh, how they manage it because I, I i i think it's really tricky to make raid finder work in terms of you've got a whole list of people who don't care really about one another um they just want to get their loot and get gone and having a coordinated team that's going to work towards an objective i mean obviously it's in the best interest of everyone for the raid to succeed but equally, there's going to be one guy who's just like, you know what? I'm just going to sit at the back and auto fire and go FK and just see if I can pick up my thing. 
or maybe I just kind of run a bit slower behind the raid and oh no guys I'm locked out of the encounter on this side I'll just wait for you at this door uh good luck yeah. you know so they have to make it super easy assuming that a portion of the player base isn't playing um so yeah I, it's once again yeah, everything know. everything's about balance for this company like they if for and for mm. Warcraft it's this is yet another example of that and and maybe they swung too far on the easy tourist mode side now they got to swing back a little bit Got to be careful, not go too far. Like I, I would like that experience to be a little bit more challenging. Um, but I also, I, I yeah, am totally I just, with I, you. I, I can't feel be like if they make it more challenging, potentially it becomes artificially even more challenging because some people instantly die, and so then you're playing with less people, yeah. or they just they're not engaged enough that the you know whilst if everyone was just doing some damage, you'd probably get through it, but because you know a quarter aren't, you can't. You know, it'd be it'd be nice if there was a way to, I don't know, the more I don't think they'll ever tune it, the more powerful you got or something yeah. like that. So you were encouraged to, you know, avoid stuff. Uh, you know, every time you avoided stuff, you got a small bonus to your your damage or your healing or your health. Or right. I don't know. Yeah, I'd like it. Like the, the more but... you play the game, the better you get. Sure. I don't think I don't think they're gonna they're gonna make it so every person in the encounter has to be performing their role, or you're not gonna be achieving it. That's not. That's never how Raid Finder was supposed to be. I, I think we're getting a little bit too attached to that idea of tourist mode. I think it, Raid Finder is always going to be easy mode, if you don't want to call it tourist mode. Um, and that means that if three, you know, two thirds of the team or three quarters of the team are paying attention, you're gonna get through it. It's you're always gonna have some people who are not gonna be, you know, who can get through it without. Uh, doing anything yeah but don't also otherwise don't, it's not you know don't forget not, the game already supports a technology for scaling that is built right in now so if if somebody leaves your your team let's say you're out running with 22 people and two of you leave now you're down to 20 the the content scales so maybe it's possible course, yeah. to do that just with deaths yeah. so if 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 it does increase in difficulty and more deaths are a result let's say five six people in your team die uh, maybe then raid finder level stuff can scale as if now it's only, you know, it's just down to whoever's left. Yeah, it's tricky though well, as well because sometimes then you've the, got a, yeah. yeah, you could have a player though that it's literally, it's better off if they die than they play. <laughs> and how does that well, make the team dynamic and that player's, you know, No, that, I mean, yeah. it, it's not, it's not going to work just for the simple, you know, take it to the extreme. Let's say you only have five people left. If the encounter scales to the number of people that are still alive, then you're always going to have the five people that actually can do their job left. And so they're going to pass the encounter every time, right? Yeah. Because good point. it's tuned to them. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that that could work. That's a good Not point. But maybe we make all the slackers and the buttholes watch it from the floor, you know, like make them realize <laughs> that they are bad and they should be helping. Those they're not going to care as long as they get their role on the on the item. They're not going to care. And that might even encourage people to not play because they're like, well, fine. The people who are left are going to pass it anyway. So yeah. in theory, you get, like you get down to one shadow priest or something. Exactly. Everyone else is dead. <laughs> And he takes everything out. That's how a lot of our forty-man raids used to go. They, you know, just a paladin left at the end, and you're like, "Come on, you can do it! Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah!" <laughs> you know, and then, yeah, we all got a share in that that brilliance. Yeah. So yeah, so there much, could be some. There could be some cool things. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see what they do. Um, they also say they're still working on Morgan and Goblin models. 
so all the wargans and goblins out there, you know you exist. Uh, you're going to get an update soon. They just said they've, been, they've spent so much time with that particular part of the team on new casting animations and all that stuff, which do look pretty great, by the way. Um, Again, aren't they? Yeah, they look great. So I, it makes me want to just pull the mage out, and that's all I want to do for 7-3. But anyway, they are going to happen. So Worgen and Goblin fans, I know you're out there. Don't worry. All right, let's round up the news and the rest of Blizzard real quick. Garrosh Hellscream is joining the Nexus and Heroes of the Storm. He is already on the PTR and will be out for reels on Tuesday. I've played with him. He's great. Uh, a lot of people were ticked that it was Garrosh because people don't like him as a person. <laughs> Or oh, as an orc he's person, an amazing character. Uh, I agree. I think he's he's not a very likable. Uh, I was going to say human being, but orc being. Yeah, he's he's you know, Azeroth. He exemplify the the best in orc kind. Let's, he's let's he's Azeroth it. Hitler is what we said on core, and I <laughs> I agree with that. Um, he's a real yeah. butthole, and he's done some terrible things. But his kit is great. He's a sustainable single tank. Uh, I he, kind of don't. I wish they hadn't given him Gorehow, and instead. Like it's it's like I don't know if you've ever seen those things that dog owners sometimes have where it's like a plastic thing. They can pick a ball up and they can chuck it really far. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's basically what Gorehow is for him is he's <laughs> like, I can throw an enemy or I can throw him behind me or I can throw one of my guys. You know, I can I'm just like, where do you want to go? Whoa, there you go. Yeah. It's me. Garage. How you do? Whoa. Yeah. There you go. You know, he's just uh, <laughs> he's a New Yorker. He's just, okay. Yeah, he's New York. You know, hey, I'm walking here. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm chucking here. Uh, and he's just uh, throwing people around all the time. That thing's a real like, skill shot, you know. by the way. I have the worst time picking up. I pick up minions and throw them. It's real. It's actually a really yeah. hard thing to hit. So anyway, if you're interested in uh, more about him, we go into major depth on the core show at uh, frogmass.com slash core, and you guys can but listen Scott, to that. I mean, we've, we've moved on from WoW without covering the biggest news of the week. Oh, uh, what I miss? What? Uh, the Twilight and Luminous Starseeker is now uh, on sale for $30. Is this the new So you can uh, mount? buy yourself uh, a mount and a pet, uh, and uh, dear lord. I think I already uh, have that pet, though. So expensive. Changes colors. No, it changes colors, Scott. Changes it's colors. It's like so a living rainbow. For it's th amazing. For 30 bucks? 30 bucks for both. Ugh. So you get, you get the, the mount and the pet for 30 bucks, or you can get it for um, less. If, well, you can get, you know, you could just I buy think it's 20 thing. and 10, right? Let's yeah. see. Yeah, here it is. Hugh shifting pet and mount. Oh, that's right. I did. I did miss this. So this thing—it looks like the 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 Nether Kitty thing, but he but it shifts colors as you. It's like it's yeah, it's like the Suramar cat sort of thing, but with some feathers on it. And um, I mean, I I still don't get how people got annoyed at uh, Blizzard for the Necromancer, and <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they do get annoyed about this, but that's expensive man that's five bucks off what you'd pay for them separately assuming that they are like the other pets and mounts so wait, yeah that's they are, your, are they are 25 and 15 so. well it'd be 25 uh, and 10 no, normally so, so. yeah so in the oh. uk if you were to buy them separately they'd be 28 quid uh but together they're 27 so they are a, a pound wow cheap. wow so again me obviously i always like a deal so I'm not spending 27 pounds. I'm saving one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the right price is, but I don't think it's 30. That seems real. Yeah, I, again, it's never felt good to me to the point where I don't buy them. Yeah. And I think if they were a, a third of the price, I probably would have bought them all. So I, I feel like they would have made more money. So I mean, and you can see it with microtransactions, you know, microtransactions, they work. Yeah. You know, those are the top grossing games on iOS because... Ah, it's a it's a buck. 
I don't think about it, you know, my 20th time that, oh my God, that's $20 I've put into this. You know, it's that sort of thing where it's always just far too expensive. Yeah. Um, so go figure. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that pricing. I think it looks really neat though. Uh, you know what happens to me though when I'm in the game is when I see somebody with one of these, I get annoyed <laughs> because I think you just paid for that. You didn't go do anything for it. Like that, I, I realize that that's kind of an a hole thing to think or say, but that's how I but feel. How would I you it. feel? I if refer you, you to my earlier uh, <laughs> statement once again. But I think I think with because of the token, um, you could have bought that with gold. So you could have worked really hard in the auction house, converted it into a battlenet token, and then used two battlenet tokens to buy the mountain pet. Or maybe there's something really cool in game that you can buy with gold that you bought with real money anyway. So, you know, because now money and gold are so into, you know, interwoven, it's hard to, to judge anyone's score. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. Last thing on WoW, uh, Blizzard Entertainment's account on Twitter just tweeted the key art for WoW uh, for BlizzCon. Oh, look at that. Oh. And it is Jaina Proudmore. Wow. I haven't looked at the 7-3 spoiler thing, so don't spoil anything. But beautiful she is super radiant radiant and and light version of jaina she's not like goth lord jaina yeah so still got the gray, she's still got it's the gray yeah. she's got the gray streak still um which you know who knows what that the, is. The, the blonde yeah. streak she's she's not she, you know she's more silver platinum mm-hmm. than she is blonde yeah um, and and uh we're gonna be you know, over a year into the life of Legion, I'm starting to wonder if we're not going to get the announcement for the next expansion at BlizzCon. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, that key art looks good. Well, they do key art for so every game, though, right? It's going to be World of Jaina. <laughs> World. Of- so the other key art I've seen uh, from Blizzard Entertainment was the uh, Diablo one, which was of the female necromancer. Yeah. Um. So that's really cool. Yeah, that one looked uh, really good. So too. so far we've had two. Um, we've had uh. The Necromancer, Diablo, and Jaina now for Warcraft. It's going to so, be all ladies. Who who's who's so okay? Let's say it's all ladies this year. Who who do we get for uh, Tracer? Tracer or maybe someone else. Uh, uh, well, last always... year they used Anna. Um, yeah. Sylvanas. Yeah. In fairness, last year had Chromie, uh, Nova, Anna, and Sylvanas as the ladies and then we have half and diablo the, actually and uh um, diablo no it's the male diablo oh is it you can yeah, tell by the yeah, face i can oh. tell by the face dude diablo um, even then i don't know if he's got a wanger and if that means he's a man or not <laughs> like does he need one i don't think you do um so who knows how diablo chooses to identify i imagine it's as the lord of destruction yeah and he has no or they have no gender yeah uh, so, or wanger yeah. as you put it he's just or got a, wanger. he's got no, a, he's got no a agenda <laughs> Gender or wanger. He's got They've a got little. Nothing. He's got a new, uh, an extra spike down there. That's it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> probably. More spikes. Spike um, you know, it's all it's wherever. It's yeah, all good. Sure. Anyway, garage coming. He's great. Looking forward to it. Let's talk about Overwatch for a second. Um, Patrick, since you've been playing the most, how is Doomfist affecting things? How's he fit? Is it going um, all right? So 
he's he's only been out in uh, ranked for a couple of days. Uh, maybe it was yesterday. So we don't really know how he affects things yet uh, in the meta. He is certainly uh, a popular character. I can tell you that. And um, he's been in basically every game I've played uh, of quick play uh, since he's been released, which is not too surprising. But uh, he people like him very much. Uh, he's kind of a wrecking ball. He just jumps into your uh, into the team and kills a couple of people and then tries to jump out. Um, but I don't. I think he's frustrating to some because his right click, his rocket punch, is an instant kill if he manages it car- correctly. Yeah. He's still getting countered pretty hard by a bunch of people. But um, I'm wondering if they're not going to need to maybe expand the charge time on his right click a little bit. But uh, we'll have to see how it goes in rank because in in quick play you know that you can't really judge how the character is is played because it's not balanced uh, games. But he's he's very popular, um, pretty cool character. I've played him a bunch in PTR, not so much on live. I'm letting other people enjoy him. Um, but yeah, Overwatch is is doing pretty well. Contributed a lot to the Activision Blizzard results. Yeah. Uh, we have the Summer Games starting this uh, Tuesday, which I'm sure we can get into more uh, next week or the week after that. There's going to be ranked Lucio Bowl, which yeah. is weird. It's what everyone's and, been uh, asking for, isn't it? Really, yeah, yeah. it's great to hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, uh, I mean, they did yeah, tweak they some. Into that. They did tweak some things with that. Uh, I'm, I'm interested. You can no longer boop other Lucios. Yeah. Only exactly. the ball. Yeah. Only like, ah, oh, man, this is you know they're taking it seriously as an esport now. All right, I'm calling it now. Next esport, well, Lucio League. And it's gonna so, Blizzard's gonna hire a whole new team of people. Great. They got the Overwatch League and then they got Lucio League. Yeah, yeah. And the the interesting thing is you're gonna get competitive points for it. So you're you are going to be getting some points to buy your, you know, golden guns and, and well guns really. Yeah. Uh, by playing Lucio, Lucio gun. So yeah. so yeah. uh and and then the other interesting thing is last year a lot of people complained that you couldn't buy the summer games skins and stuff without getting them in loot boxes. That's not true this time. And also last year's will be available for a discounted price compared to what they were before. So yeah, yeah. The the event items uh, have been purchasable for a, a few events, maybe two or three, uh, but they were triple the price of the uh, regular items. Yeah. And that's still going to be the case for the new item events, but the ones from last year. Um, are going to be the regular price. So legendary skin is going to be a thousand credits, which is way more affordable than um, than the three thousand for the current uh, event items. I think it's a good compromise because we've you know talked about this a bunch, and people were frustrated that they couldn't get uh, the items they wanted for the current event and they're still going to be able to get all of them for this time but they know that at some point in the future well the next year if that template is being followed for the future as well sure. um next year they're going to be able to get it anyway and and the other thing is about uh, items which is already in place but is going to be more prominent when the uh, event starts is that you get basically no duplicates in your uh, loot boxes um, I, I'm sure at some point, you know, they have to <laughs> provide you with duplicates, but I've opened a lot of boxes. And since the latest patch, the, the Doomfist patch, um, I have not gotten a single duplicate and I used to get two to four in every loot box. Uh, can we, get, can so. we just all take a moment to thank the Chinese here? Um, <laughs> because it, 
all it took was for them to say you got to make the odds uh, apparent uh, to everyone. Uh, otherwise, uh, that's a no go for us. And uh, since not, then, the Blizzard odds haven't has, changed. No, no, no. Well, the thing is, is Blizzard's putting in more things now to these random uh, kind of drops to ensure that you get a better experience. You know, we're not getting as many dupes. We're not getting, you know, we're more likely to get a, a legendary in our first boxes and stuff like that. I mean, that's, I think that's a good thing. I, really, I mean, I, I'm happy to thank the Chinese if we need to. I really don't think that has anything to do with it. I think it was them realizing over the entire company. Coincidentally. Was, uh, yeah, exactly. This, but it's not, a similar it's not sort of time thing. to when people would turn around saying... It's not the same thing, Surfster. In China, okay. they needed to divulge to divulge the uh, percentages, which we already knew anyway because people open you know, hundreds ah, and okay. hundreds of boxes. So we knew the percentages already. They just confirmed those were the actual ones. Um, ah, okay. but, okay. but the, the, <laughs> the actual problem was okay. that people were getting frustrated with their loot boxes as yep. you know, yep. and, and so they felt it wasn't a, an enjoyable experience, which I was getting, I was, I was getting actually kind of working for Blizzard recently, whereas it seems like you're still the company man. So who knows towing that line? Um, I uh, had a thought yesterday. I was playing a little bit of, I do this once in a while. I played Ooh, a little, it, uh, it, hurt no no it didn't hurt i played <laughs> okay. i played a little bit of the um oh shoot what's it called now my brain just went blank the the, the diablo like game free to play people like it uh, it's been around since 2013 you got a big expansion hitting uh, torchlight Tor no uh, the thing uh, of the stuff path of exile path of exile there you go so i'm playing a little path of exile which is very diablo 2-ish but also uh, they keep adding content to it there it's a free-to-play game with a monetary system based on uh all uh, stuff that's like just you know cosmetics and stuff and it occurred to me while i was playing it why isn't that diablo's business model it would totally work like i every other game blizzard's doing right now is supported by a business model that that is not that far off than what say you know that exiles game is if they wanted to continue that thing into the foreverness they could and they could have new content come out they had new story content like they do I'm not trying to say, hey, Blizzard, some other developers doing your job better. I'm just saying this idea that Diablo can't find the perfect model for making money in the future and they just keep experimenting with little things. I don't I don't know why that's the case. Why can't they just do that? Well, I mean, if you're going to be selling the Necromancer for what is it again? 15, 15 bucks, 15. Yeah, um, I think. A lot of people overall, I think it's it's better if you manage to convince people to pay that amount for your uh, for a piece of content than if you rely on a lot of whales that are going to be spending money on cosmetic items, which are going to be much cheaper and they're going to need to buy, you know, four or five, six, seven uh, of them to make up the uh, same amount. Um, yeah, I but why not? But why not though? Like it, they do that with every other game. Heroes of the Storm does that. Hearthstone does that. It requires. Oh, they're just small... doing it with with the Necromancer. That's their. That's their. You mean doing that as well with cosmetic? I guess what items? I guess what I'm saying is the Necromancer. I think was totally worth 15. My problem with Diablo 3 at the moment is, despite that, I'm still kind of exactly in the same place as I was before. It's starting to feel small. That world. It's starting to Would feel it, like I can I can teleport from Act One to Act Two with impunity, like it's no big deal. Maybe I'm looking for more story. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm looking for more 
quality progressive story in my Diablo experience. So you're not looking for what Path of Exile is doing. Well, Path of Exile is I doing that. I mean, the that. business model wise. Right. Well, but the Path of Exile is doing that very thing. That's they're putting out story content, actual expansions oh, in that sense. Okay. with like new zones, new stuff, new story. They continue on new uh, uh, continuing stories, but also add new. Yeah, it's story weird content. why we haven't had more Diablos, isn't it? Really, because yeah. uh, the way back when there was that leaked product slate. Um, that had like Diablo up to like three expansions, and we had that was like one what, expansion eight years ago. Yeah, well, still. But, but still, like I said, at some point, someone turned around and said, "You know what? No, you know." So, like, what happened? Because well, like we, I would happily pay happened. for, well, no, like but I'd happily pay for, uh, you know, a, a story expansion. Um, you know, they've they've gone down the route of like, well, let's let's make a class, let's make more classes for the current game. Well. So there was a point where they had to make a decision. Are we going to be making another expansion or are we going to move on to Diablo 4 or, you know, maybe something else? I'm guessing Diablo 4. They just made the decision to move on to Diablo 4. And as they were doing that, they're thinking maybe we can still milk a little bit more money and fun out of Diablo 3. And they did that as well. It was just what you guys are asking for is basically an expansion. If you right? yes, or if you expansion. if you are correct that Diablo 4 is not only greenlit but is in production, then yeah, what you say makes perfect sense. If it's yeah. not, then I don't know why this game isn't a service like I everything would, else. I would I would counterpoint that with um the game sold well enough and could warrant the investment of something like World of Warcraft's Team 2 where they're making the next game whilst also producing content for the current game. And you've got these two so. things inside, and the subscription price I pay means I don't pay for these big content drops that come throughout the year, all these patches. So I think that Diablo could have said, you yeah, know, okay, let's let's grow the team out. Okay, I'm in charge of this team, and we're going to make uh, Diablo four, and you're in charge of this team, and you're going to make the next uh, three expansions to keep that player base happy and engaged and seeing more stuff and keep the revenue coming in so we can keep making this Diablo 4 over here. I think, personally, I would have liked and appreciated that. I'm sure Blizzard obviously has made some cost analysis or they've thought that the soul of the game would be lost if different people were working on it or I don't know. You know, Maybe they just didn't have the the, the space yeah. to have another team or, or whatever. Um, but I think it would have been really cool if they'd... Um, you know, made it so that it was more I mean, Diablo a, a lot, stuff a lot has, happily paid for. A lot of stuff has changed since 2012, business model-wise. I understand that. Like, the entire industry has sort of shifted in a lot of meaningful, significant ways. And, and clearly, Blizzard, even in the beginning of that game, had ideas for monetization. And they were pinning a lot of that on the Real Money Auction House. That didn't work out. But to me, that was an effort to say, well, what's you know, this will give us long-term revenue for this game which is normally just a game and an expansion and you buy it and you're done so so they clearly had that stuff in mind and maybe it's just too much work to retrofit it now if 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 patrick's right that four is in production then great. Well, I'm, I'm guessing right but no i know you're guessing, comment but. on i'm not sure i'm not sure what you guys are asking for because we're getting more you know classes or at least one and we're getting zones and stuff like that. What you guys are asking for is another expansion-like act yeah. for, with a story that you would play for, you know, a, a, a three days and a half, and then go back to the max level. Uh, no, I, I played, uh, you know, um, 
Malfiel, what's the expansion called? Uh, <laughs> you know, Reaper Souls. Reaper, Reaper Souls. Souls. I played Reaper Souls a long time and enjoyed it. I'm yeah, saying, but like, you yeah, played Max Level. Me another one. You didn't yeah, play... Exactly. Give yeah. me another so one of those. Yeah, another so one of those. New, yeah, but you no, no, no. Wait, new mechanics. <laughs> what what uh, that thing was? What Reaper of Soul was was mainly uh, a rethinking of the mechanics and one extra class, right? And and, and story I, and story and a bunch of new zones. Yeah, but the story overall, you play it when you say I played it for a long time. Going through Act Five was what ten. Seven hours of gameplay. Yeah, but I enjoyed the hell out of that, and I want. Sure, I sure, want to sure. do that again, not just go do a new class in a new area. And like, they pay yeah. for it. Though, but as well. what it's if not they? Like I'm saying give that to me for free. Yeah, I'm saying. But what if they can make you pay right. for the same amount with just a couple of classes? Well, maybe. Yeah, except that. Yeah, no. I mean, look. I, like I said, I think the 15 was worth it, and I really enjoy him. But I am hitting that point where I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm just rifting and. And I'm just doing, you know, I'm doing the same thing I've always done. Whereas at least with an ex- some sort of expansion, I would get the continuing story of what's going on here. And we've recovered the remains of... Diablo's foul taint. <laughs> I smelt it. <laughs> it's like, oh. I would, I'd be happy to smell his foul taint. Yeah. And, and, and well, aren't we all really? Again, <laughs> if it means thirty bucks and I get to play some more game, sweet. Yeah, give me some story, give I me would, some stuff. I would do, but do I don't know. Again, the the necromancer is cool. There's a new season out. There's yeah. stuff to do. There's the challenge rifts. Um, I mean, just to know, be clear, I I would love to have it too. I'm just saying, given the state of the game and and the cost Devil's of advocate. this whole thing, I think it makes more sense financially for Blizzard to go this route yeah. than creating another expansion. Keeping in mind that as every time you make another expansion, you kind of restrict your player base a little bit, and you have to add on to the existing player base uh, from before and yeah. all of that. And stuff, T so. T, you might say Diablo's advocate. You might say that. So doubles. Oh, I yeah. like that. See where I've done. See what I've He's done just there. Playing Diablo's advocate here. I like that as well. Ooh, that would be a great theme for an expansion. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Diablo's yeah, advocate. A big fan. Like I, I don't agree necessarily with what Diablo does. Sir Malfell, I will ask you to refrain yeah. from asking, from addressing my client Diablo uh, directly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know that kind of thing. Judge will say, I'll "Overrule. I'm going to allow it." Just, I'm just, I'm just going to put forward this perspective. I'm not saying it's my perspective. I'm just saying that, you know, maybe we should uh, all die and, uh, you know, let demons go everywhere, maybe. I'm just saying, you know, it's just Diablo's thing. Listen, I think there would be an excellent... Uh, I, you're talking about the game still, right? Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, sure. So, sure. Why not? But you know, th- th- it's true that on the storyline, there's this fantastic thing towards the end of Reaper of Souls, where the, the, both angels and demons realize that holy crap, that 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 um, hero, what's what's the, the Nephilim? Nephilim. Th- those Nephilim are freaking strong. Like they they kind of scare both of us. So it would be awesome if the Nephilim became. Kind of, you became kind of the bad guy and started somehow having to fend for your life against, uh, I don't know, everyone Angels in Sanctuary or Wouldn't something. That be cool? Yeah, like exactly. They teamed up. Bad. Yeah. Then you'd have yeah. to play. You'd have to play Angels Advocate or something instead. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, well done there. Oh, look at this. <laughs> oh, wrong one. Hold on. This one. That's what I meant. Jeez. Hear ye, hear ye. Why? It's the town crier. <laughs> oh, right. 
right, let's talk about an email. We got an email sent to us, theinstance at gmail.com. Came from Nigel T. That sounds British as hell to me, but we'll see. Um, also, there's another line in here that's also very British sounding, but here it is. Uh, Hi, Instance crew. I could not be more sad about the news that Russell Brower has been made redundant at Blizzard. I think that redundant word gives him away as well. Uh, his music and direction have been the foundation of these games for me for years and years. Really bummed out about it. Nigel T. So this happened since we last met. Um, I actually got a text from Russell a couple of days before it was public just saying, hey, you know, something big is going to happen. Um, basically, and, and he says it in a statement on Facebook, they uh, said that his the position that he had kind of founded that then created all of these sort of sub-music teams and these sort of collaborative music uh, crossover stuff between different game projects was no longer... Uh, a position that that needed to be filled at Blizzard. It didn't, you know, in other words, became redundant. Small independent developers, Scott. They've got to keep an eye on their bottom line, really, isn't it? I you guess know, so. Hang on. Can we afford to have uh, an award-winning musician who's contributed, you know, years and years of his life and creative talent to right. our products? Right. And I don't I, know. I think you it's know. I think it's horrendous um, that they that they did not see to it that that he, uh, you know, a twelve-year veteran of the company responsible for so much of the tone and feel of what i love about blizzard uh i mean full disclosure we're biased as anything yeah we, we, we love russell had the pleasure of of getting to know russell over the years and he's always been a fan and support of the show um and you know the thing is is like ultimately it's it's not the end of the world in that you know he's not dead and, <laughs> and more importantly he's not doing a medicine yeah. and just saying like yeah i'm retired you know, Russell's, you know, a very successful man. He's done a lot of cool things. I'm sure if he wanted to, he could kind of dial back. But he's he's got a solo album in the works um, that was in the works before this. It's not like he's like, you know, oh, uh, I, I'm going to make better music and it's going to be all mine and it's going to be this. You know, he was already doing stuff. And I think that that's really cool. Yeah. Um, it's just it sucks because. I don't know. Obviously, Blizzard works so far ahead with different teams and stuff. I don't know at what point are we going to kind of have that transition from uh, Russell to someone else in terms of that that audio direction on WoW. Yeah. And I think he's saying as well. well it's not like he was making all the, doing all the music uh, himself. No, no, himself, but he was yeah, exactly. So. But he was he was you know working with that team and helping shape the tone and guys what of are we course, kind of yeah. going for here? Um, yeah. But he, I think he said in his statement that he's still able to work as a contractor for Blizzard, so we may still hear his music in the game. It yeah, I think the, have... the weirdest. Yeah, the weirdest thing in this is the announcement that he made himself felt a little bit like you know sour a tiny bit, and and he said. I've been basically my position has been made redundant. So uh, what you going to do, which it was, it felt a little bit, a little bit strange in the way he, he announced it. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, he's still going to be working. Uh, uh, well, he still has the ability, the possibility to work with the company and he's not, uh, thankfully, uh, <laughs> he's not going anywhere in the world. Uh, he's still going to be working. Yeah. And, um, I, I would love to know exactly what happened there. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's yeah. there's you know more than any. I, it feels know, like but. there's a story. There's sometimes you know there are things where I think you know many times it's just well things don't work out or they want to retire or they're they've just been there for too long they want something new. 
here it feels like there might be a story. Maybe we'll have to uh, ask Russell if we ever see him again. Yeah, but, um, I mean, like the Metson thing was purely Chris wanting to move on. Um, in this case, it's a little but bit different. But this may be this may be in part Russell wanting to move on as well. Like I said, he was already working on his solo stuff. Um, yeah. He's been there a long time creatively. Uh, you know, he went from working on all the games. He was Blizzard musical director to being Warcraft musical director. So you know, I can see, I can see personally. I think I would, you know, going through that change, be kind of longing for different, you know, more challenges. But then again, you know, WoW is a constantly evolving game with you know new stuff all the time and all the rest. But um, I can, I can see the silver lining in it. Um, I think, like I said, it's just it's sad from our perspective. I think um, uh, to to have someone, um, you know, at least I don't know. It would be nice to hear that it was like a sort of a. I was given the option and I opted to say, yeah, I'll take the cash payout and be made redundant. <laughs> I don't know how it works in America, but in the UK, when you get redundant, made redundant, a position made redundant, uh, you get paid. And if you've been there 12 years, you get paid a fair amount. Mm. You know, it's, it's not bad. And it's tax-free, it's all good. You know, But equally, when it's actually redundant, that means that that position is gone. They're not going to hire in someone else to to do that job. That job no longer exists. Yeah. And so if that's the same definition in America, it means we don't have anyone with the sole focus, at least, of, of musical direction on World of Warcraft. That is, the, that um, is correct. Yeah. As far as I can tell, that's, that's what happened. Is, or that's the, yeah. the end result is they're not filling this with anyone. It was, a, it was a decision from way high up that they, it's just no longer needed. And part of that is a testament to what he established. He established a really great system across the teams that started with World of Warcraft and then bled out. And he's got, like, you know, his, his not just talent for music, but talent for working with other really talented composers and musicians are in every game. They're all evident. And they, uh, they're killing it. Even something as, as simple as, well, let's just, you know, Heroes of the Storm like this weird place where we just kind of put our IPs together. Even there, great care is taken to make incredible themes and stuff that harkens back to older games, yet feels new again, their uh, their theme based on the Diablo universe is one of my favorite pieces of music to ever come out of Blizzard, like straight up, period. I think that was Neil Akery, I'm not sure. But his leadership there is responsible for that stuff. So on, one, on the one hand, he established this really great standard across the, the teams, across the departments. But maybe in the end that made it so that the, the head of that just didn't need to be there. I, 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 maybe. I Maybe. And that's the thing. I mean, Blizzard is the same company, though, that never tries to attribute too much to one person. Yeah. You know, everything's a team effort. Everything is a process that's through iteration and refinement. You know, that's that's the team did that. And I'm sure Russell would be the first to say that as well, that, you know, what was made and achieved was a team uh, that did that. Yeah. But it is a little bit, you know, sour from a like I said, from our perspective, from the external uh, looking in that yeah. we won't have his input into that team um, as much going forward. Yeah. So. Uh, here's the thing, though. He'll be... So he's a frequent guest on the show. He's come on from numerous interviews. It's a tradition I'd actually like to keep at least one more time. So my goal is yeah. is to try to get a post-mortem with him, have him come in, talk a bit about uh, the, the separation, what his new goals are, talk about his new work. That Could be our new niche. You know, you did the Metson interview. We do this with Russell. <laughs> Maybe yeah. just anyone that leaves Blizzard. Yeah. First stop. 
Yeah. Come on the instance. Yeah, hey, Josh, Mascara. Let's get Mascara in here. It's been a while. I know yeah. you're over there at uh, the other thing now, but come on, Bonfire, buddy. exactly. We get Pardo on there. <laughs> yeah, that, you know. Pardo. Uh, yeah. if, if Pardo's on, I want to ask him about, you know, Titan. Yeah. That's what I want to know about. Oh, I'm sure which, he'd love talking about it. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure yeah. he would be delighted and yeah. no lawyer, lawyer would be involved. No, in I'm so, sure. $115 yeah. million yeah. Dollars lost. I'm sure it's no problem to talk about it openly. I'm without sure any... it's far more than that as well. Yeah. I'm sure that's just the number we get. Um, so I yeah. hear, I, well, here's what I know. Blizzard uh, overwatch has already paid for it. And that's, that's good. Uh, no matter what that number was here. Here's what I think though. I'll bet there is a book you could write. Crazy? Literally no matter what that number was. Yeah. Overwatch is paid for it. Yeah. It's, it's like, totally paid that for game's it. Done good. Yeah. It's like the zombie corpse had the money in his wallet. That's weird. Yeah. But 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 I bet there's a book could be could be written about Titan. I would love to know. I'd fly I'd fly on the wall, and that deal would be really fascinating. We're never gonna hear it though. We're never gonna. I know. might write it one day, Scott. Yeah. I might write it. It might be you. <laughs> because the thing is, is I could write it, and the only way you're gonna know if it's wrong, is if they come out and tell the truth. Otherwise, you know, you can't you can NDA or cease and desist mm-hmm. on uh, a a fictional. Uh, piece, yeah. but maybe my fictional piece could be correct, or maybe it coaxes out the truth. <laughs> they say, "Hang on, we didn't spend three billion dollars making it; it was one and a half billion I'm like, "Ah, take okay, one and a half billion. Yeah, that's that's how I'll do it. I'll get them. Yeah. Don't worry. I got all it. right, I'm looking forward to it. You and your book tour, all that stuff's gonna be great. Can't yeah, wait. exactly. Uh, that's your email for the week. The instance at gmail.com is where that was sent. Thank you, Nigel T, wherever you may reside. And that is going to do it for the show. Before we leave, though, let's give uh, you guys a chance to talk about anything you may have going on this week. Patrick, what's up? It's a Pixels week, yeah? Isn't it? Uh, no, next week next is week. a Pixels week. But this week we had uh, Overwatchers. So if you want to hear a little bit more uh, about Overwatch and the changes coming to Junkrat and Roadhog on PTR and a bunch of stuff and we had, um, well, I had AlphaCast on the show uh, this week, and we discussed all of this and the involvement of the French uh, World Cup team in the Shanghai stage, which was pretty amazing. We talked about all of this. Uh, just go find Overwatchers in your favorite podcasting app and download that uh, latest episode. I think it was a lot of fun. And uh, you can also follow me on uh, Twitter and Facebook as Not Patrick. Nice. That's very easy. It's Patrick but with a knot in front yeah, of it. Yeah, it's initials NP, which also stands for no problem or that is true. narrow penis. No, 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 I'm just kidding. Yes. It's not really which is true. It does stand for that as well. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. Narrow penis. Don't forget. Uh, Patrick is not narrow penis, though. I'll just say that. Not yeah, Oh, you don't normal, know. I mean, normal penis. Normal penis. Necessary penis. <laughs> Um, necrotic you know. penis. He's got a necrotic. Yeah, one. that could be good. Yeah. Well, be I that. do love my necromancer. So yeah, um, why yeah. not bring it back to life? Is all I'm saying. Uh, Terpster, anything with you over there going on? Average penis, I'd say. <laughs> uh, Av bordering on average. Um, no. Um, so um, yeah, I I think I can. I'm, I should be at Gamescom. So that's in a couple of weeks. So do me a solid. Check out the live streams uh, and videos that come out of there. Um, that'd be really cool. Yeah. I think if I'm there and if you do go into like a Twitch chat or YouTube comment or anything where you can leave something, just saying a nice thing about me or maybe like, oh, I'm glad Turbster was here because otherwise 
I wouldn't have bothered watching this at all <laughs> or any li- any lies basically any way you can lie positively about me will be great um but we'll see sure. well we could say that you have an over average penis oh yeah well we know I, it. I, I i would i would love to see that in the comments below and then having <laughs> blizzard come up to me and say uh we're getting a lot of comments about you've got a, like a a, an overly average penis so is it over average or overly average you know what I'm saying? like average. it's ample it's an ample penis ample and they're like penis. okay that's good because blizzard you know we, we always pride ourselves on being the best and representing the best so you need to have a good penis otherwise well, they, they, uh they, they, yeah we can't they work are with committed you. to creating the most epic uh entertainment, entertainment there is exactly like, and sure. that yeah. is all the way down to my wanger so here's if, why I know uh, it's here's why I know yeah. it's adequate because you got a new baby coming and we're really excited for you. And it's uh, not even that. It just shows that, you know, it's it gets the job done. So regardless of what's going <laughs> yeah, on, I don't there, think the I don't think the size it, has it, anything to do with ex- that. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, is actually I've got a hundred percent record for impregnating yeah. a woman. I've had sex twice. Yeah. And both times <laughs> have resulted in and what's weird is it's like a year, it's like two years after having had the sex, yeah. the baby then comes along yeah. and looks different to me. But, you know, I still, <laughs> that's that's why I know it's a super, super good uh, penis. Super good penis, so, yeah. Yeah, super good penis. Co- coming to Steam Early <laughs> Access this fall. Uh, by yeah. the way, yeah, yeah. the name of my, uh, uh, the cure. Phil Collins cover, uh, cover band. Oh, yeah, Phil cool. Collins, nice. All right, well, well yeah. said, everybody. Um, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter at Instant Show, Scott Johnson, the underscore T, not Patrick. And of course, the instance.net is our website. If you want to find more shows like this, there are plenty over at frogpants.com. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Patrick, and for uh, Terpster over there. New father coming up. Well, second second time father coming second up. Second time, second time daddy. Yeah. That's what they call Two me. times, 9-11, never forget. That's the date, right? Never, never forget it. Well, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Again, that's the worry. I'm going out to Gamescom in a couple of weeks. <laughs> You, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen there, and it's going to be you know mid video. Just be like, I'm going to be what now? Okay, oh, um, you know I love Blizzard though. Okay, I love you too. Bye bye. So would anyway, be a as I was bummer. saying, we're excited to talk to this guy. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a bummer. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. thank you all for being here. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Instance. Oh, yeah.